You want to make your fantasy sports league more than a fantasy? Then you need Trophy Smack. It's the number one store for fantasy and tournament trophies, belts, draft boards, loser awards, and other ridiculous products. Trophy Smack is more than just a trophy company with outstanding customer service and products. It's the very essence and heart of every fantasy league. And if you click now, trophysmack.com gives you free shipping, a free loser poster, and can have the hardware to you in a few days. Bragging rights included. Go to trophysmack.com right now and take your fantasy league to the next level. Welcome to the Dynasty Happy Hour Podcast. Pull up a chair and kick up your feet as you get ready to enjoy some of the industry's most entertaining and actionable Dynasty content on the planet. We're talking veterans, rookies, sleepers, and oh yeah, you know the crew has those dad jokes ready for you. So let's not wait any longer and bring on the host or some combination of Doug, James, and Tyler. Welcome into Dynasty Happy Hour. As always, we are brought to you by Fantasy Points. It is absolutely awesome. But before we talk about that, I don't want to get too far in front. I don't want to put the cart before the horse, as they say. I want to let you know about our YouTube channel. You can join us live on YouTube.com, owned by Google, every Sunday night at 9 Eastern, 8 Central. So what we want you to do is drop a like and subscribe. Every YouTube video you've ever seen, it's drop a like and subscribe. It's no different here. So please check us out on YouTube. Like, subscribe, use comments. We check them in the feed as we're podcasting. I don't because I'm hosting and it's more difficult for me. But Tyler and James, check those comments and we address them as we go. It's awesome. As far as fantasy points go, right now you can use code 22DHH10 and get 10% off a fantasy point subscription. 90% of subscribers, last time I checked, that's a good percentage, made the playoffs in 2020 and 2021. It's the lowest price in the industry. There's an analytic power draft tool, DFS optimizer. There's Greg Cosell's got all sorts of scouting stuff for the rookies, which we are going to talk about today. I'm super excited. Um, it's going to be awesome. So again, let's bring in Tyler and James. James, what's new in Joyzy, my friend? It's still cold here, man. Yeah, it's freezing cold. my nuggets off. Paulie wicked Walnut's cold. Off. No, no, no. We don't say wicked cold down that's here. A, Hey, that's, that's my a, thing. That's a New Hampshire thing or a New England thing. A wicked or a Patriots is thing. Massachusetts thing. Yeah, like I, we don't we don't do that down so, here. So I, I was thinking about you guys. Uh, I had family over this weekend for birthday parties, and and my sister was talking. She goes, "Oh gosh," and I'm like, "Oh my god!" Like I heard oh, it. Oh gosh. Oh gosh, <laughs> they're so good. Oh gee, we golly, pass the the potato hot oof. dish. Oof, oof. <laughs> Was it those cookies that you like to get, Tyler? Was it was she talking about those cookies? No, we we had a mess of donuts. We have like 14. Oh, a big old mess of donuts. We had 14 donuts still left. And yeah, we had a lot of people eating eating donuts, but mess it was right a, to the uh, hips. Yeah. I I need to what do they call it? Change my diet for the spring. Because they say getting, it's called slim getting... down season. You're supposed to be getting fit now. Yeah, I mean, they they say spring forward, but I'm just going to literally roll forward. Roll ahead. <laughs> roll ahead. Roll the clocks ahead. Yes. I'm, I'm with you, clock. man. I've been I've been slacking on the gym. Uh new job is definitely killing my personal time. 
So no gym. God damn having to make I, money. I know. I got to carve in. Uh, I got to carve out some personal time and get back into the gym, start eating better. And uh, it's 2022. You know, we're getting ready for that combine. Mm-hmm. I want to get into combine shape, but it probably won't happen before the combine. That's for sure. We, we should. Next time we're all together, we should all run 40s and see what that looks like. Oh, I will lose. Or drink 40s. <laughs> drink 40s. <laughs> I may win that. We can do Edward 40 hands. That's always fun. I had last time I played that game. I had a friend break his and be like, oh, screw it. I'm like, that's not good. You can have the drinking combine of 2022. Isn't that something? I used to participate in an Olympics event, which was um, centralized around drinking. And that was always a good time. Second place both years I played. So never could win, not first, never could win the chip. And I know. Participate. It's better than participation trophies, right? And participate trophies. Yeah. Yeah. Necessarily. You can't get me there. You can't get me. You won't. Can't trick they, me. You'll never catch me. All right, Step Brothers reference. All right, so news. We do have a little bit of news. There's not a ton going on. Uh, this is the calm before the storm. James said it is combine week, so we're all looking forward to that. Uh, free agency opens up in just really a couple of weeks. So there's going to be some heating up, if you will, from the free agency market, which is going to be a lot of fun to cover here on the podcast. Um, Aaron Rodgers this week, you know, he broke up with his fiance Shailene Woodley, and did a cleanse of, like, hot mustard and sauerkraut or something i he's weird it was weird uh, yeah so he ate like a, a reuben and then no, i don't know you should go look at it because it's insane i forgot Drank what podcast, some thousand island dressing what know? podcast they're talking Big about Max but off. like he he literally would get diarrhea just to cleanse himself <laughs> i mean if it works for him if it makes it if maybe it'll make my eyes extra bulgy Tyler, we should do a 12-day cleanse, you and I, and see who loses more weight in 12 days. 12-day cleanse. I can't, I'll participate. Only Doritos. No, because you're, you're in good shape already, Doug. Only you know, Doritos. I see the biceps no, no. already in your arm. Yeah, you're wearing the I'm, cutoffs. It's only March. It's not even March yet, and you're wearing a sleeveless shirt. For this is what sake. I went to the gym in today, and I Put them away, boys. Put them away. Lazy. I, uh, it's a lazy Sunday over here. I think our cleanse should be only Doritos and Mountain Dew. <laughs> you know, they got that new yeah. hard Mountain Dew out in areas. I, yeah, Tennessee. Those spicy Doritos, they may help the cleansing process. Just One way. How about, how about just Taco Bell then? <laughs> Never had it. Oh, uh, shame. Love me some Taco Bell. <laughs> so, yeah, so Aaron Rodgers cleansed. Um, you know, he said he's going to let the Packers know this week. There's rumors that he wants to be the highest quarterback, highest paid quarterback ever. The Packers talked have been about <laughs> restructuring the crap out of all their deals. Aaron Jones, Bakhtiari, like. They've been restructuring a lot of big deals to clear cap room. So I think the Packers want to keep Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams intact just so they can get yep. to the NFC championship game again and lose. So um, facts. <laughs> it's only facts. <laughs> yeah. I, I, you know, I'm starting to think that Charles Woodson was more important to that Super Bowl team than Aaron Rodgers was. Is it just me? <laughs> it, you're, I don't Possibly. think you're wrong. Man, I don't think I'm wrong. Uh, so, yeah. So keep an eye on Aaron Rodgers. I don't. I think he's going to resign with uh, re uh, up with Green Bay. I don't think he's going to Denver and all that other stuff. You know, we're starting to hear some, um, you know, Russell Wilson, like, could he be gone? Is he going to Pittsburgh? It's rumor mill season. So don't believe everything you hear. That's all I'm saying. Same thing with free agency. As we get probably week to 10 days out, you're going to hear all sorts of chatter about teams are hot for one guy or the other. Um, you know, oh, Calvin Ridley's going to get traded. This guy's going to get traded and nothing happens. We see it every year. So don't get too um, jazzed up until there's actually pen to paper and guys are inking deals the day before yeah, or just I mean, after the deadline. Kelvin Ridley agency. just came out with a book and it's uh where in the world is Kelvin Ridley and <laughs> written by go, Riley Ridley. You go through, <laughs> you go through 
all. I don't know where my brother is, man. You go through all 32 teams in a book, and you got to find him wearing the striped shirt. It's a really cool book. Like a referee. But, but you know what? I'm going to give you guys a hint. He's not even in the book. <laughs> Nobody's heard from him. He's not even in there. He's on the back cover by the barcode. You have to really, really look for <laughs> Just him. Just give you him. the finger. Yeah. <laughs> we talked about a lot of free agents last week with the conversations that we had about our buys last week. So check out that episode. Cause that was some fire guys. Just yeah, that was rehashing on that. It mm-hmm. was great episode, but listen to this one first and listen like, and subscribe one. and like, and subscribe on YouTube. Listen to next week's too. Yeah. <laughs> get a jump on the, the 2022 season. All the weeks. Hey, before we get into our main topic of the combine uh, and a little bit of little draft action, we're going to do tonight. Uh, I do want to talk about our longtime sponsor, Great guys, Matt and the guys at Trophy Smack are awesome. Um, so they're sponsoring us yet again. Use code DH ring and get a free $60 value championship ring when you upgrade your trophy and you get a belt, you get a trophy. There's all sorts of stuff on there. Whether you play football, which is what we talk about, but there's fantasy hockey, there's basketball, maybe there's baseball this year. Who knows? Those divas are insufferable and I hate them. Soccer, but you can even customize it for anything you want. So trophysmack.com, use code DHH ring at the checkout and you will get that free $60 ring. And they also have stuff for losers because we can't all be winners, right? Like second place. If you want to buy yourself a second place trophy to commemorate the time you almost won, you can do that on trophy smack as well. All right. So we are getting into a single QB rookie mock this week. Tyler, uh, we didn't talk about like who's drafting what slots here. Um, James, you go first. Oh, yay. Yay. Nobody He's really wants that 101. Put this me year. on the spot early, why don't you? Mm-hmm. I mean, I Can was I just talking pretend to James. It's a super flex league. I was talking to James a little bit, and I'm like, Will it make that much this, of a difference? <laughs> I'm just like, This is 2019 all over again. You have three running backs you don't know how to rank, how they had Jacobs, Montgomery, Miles Sanders. You have really good receiving, receiving prospects like AJ Brown, then DK Metcalf. And so on. You just, uh, Nikhil Harry Nikhil was Harry. in there. So that, I mean, if it's just like that, there's going to be one. There's going to be one. Uh, but it's, it's not great. It's okay. And the more we get closer to the draft, the more I'm like, maybe I should go next year. Maybe I should just move forward a little bit. Or, are you thinking trade down or trade out? I'm, I'm thinking trade out or okay. trade for a player. I, I mean, if I a lot of these running backs remind us of David Montgomery, why not go trade for David Montgomery, who's got, you know, who's proved it on the field and will probably get a second contract with the Bears? I, I don't know. It, it's it's an interesting class. I do really like the top and in superflex drafts. I do think there's going to be value, but we're not talking about superflex. We're talking nope. about single quarterback. Nope. Cool. James, single- kick us off at the one. Oh, one. And single quarterback, you know, we're not taking quarterbacks first. I'm going to kick it off here with now. Usually I would go running back, but like Tyler said, there's only like two or three. And uh, I think there's a a little bit of a cliff when it comes to wide receiver. And I want to strike hard, strike fast. And I'm going to hit Traylon Burks from Arkansas as the wide receiver one size, speed, physicality. Going to have an immediate impact in year one. Uh, can beat the defenders off of every type of route. He's a jump ball beast. I want to see him run in the combine. I'm not so sure about his breakaway speed yet, 
but he's fast. Kn- he he's fast. <laughs> he that boy's fast. Um, but uh, I really want to see when it comes down to the numbers and the second level. His focus is laser, and he's definitely someone I'm keeping an eye on in the combine and my one-on-one here. Excellent. Who's going next, Tyler? You know what? I'm going to. Okay. I'm going to go next. I'm going to go with my... This would have been easier to prep if we knew this information. I'm going to go with my (laughs) wide receiver one in Garrett Wilson. He, he's got, he's not the physic physical monster that Burks is, but he can jump through the roof. He's got hands like solid, he's got two solid. hands. He's got two of them. He's and got he knows great how to hands. use them. Advantage. He's got great hands. He he can do everything. He's he's a great route runner. He knows the route tree. He he can win after the catch. I think he is the one. Now Traylon Burks. A lot of people are being like, oh, he's like AJ Brown but bigger, and that's what I see. I see a lot of DK mixed with AJ mm-hmm. Brown. So yes. it, it's insane. For Garrett Wilson, I see a lot of finesse and i think he could be what we wish judy could be like that that like oh this is the next route running judy has like a injured riddled year and everyone's off of him but i I mean i'm not but garrett wilson in my opinion is the do-it-all person he's the the separator he's the guy that can get open in every area in the field and that's what i want in today's nfl he he could be he could be an Odell Beckham, Justin Jefferson type player because that's how good he is and how he wins on the field. I mean, he had a crowded receiving room in Ohio State and still produced year after year. High, high recruit coming out of high school. I, I've i loved Garrett Wilson since his freshman year, and I, it hasn't stopped. And it's been kind of the same thing with Swift. That's who, who he reminds me of. I've just I've always felt like he's the one in this class. Fair enough. I like Fair. your conviction, and I, some of the words that you said are bold, but I appreciate them. So I, I, that means I go next. So I'm gonna I'm gonna be actually the James. You next? No. Yeah, I'm gonna be the caboose in this first uh, round human. reversal. Ooh. We have a trade. Uh, so at the 103, I am going to take. Uh, you know, we talked about David Montgomery. He went to Iowa State, didn't he? Yes. Did he go there? Oh, oh, fancy that because I'm going to take Brees Hall, running back from Iowa State. So. The reason I like Hall to me is the clear-cut RB1 in this class. 23 total touchdowns in 2021 and 2020. The thing that really popped for me this year is going from 23 receptions to 36 receptions. That's a big benchmark in college football. If you can carry the ball 253 times and then get 36 receptions, um, yeah. usually that is an indicator that you can do it all at the next level. When you so, got Brock Purdy throwing you the ball. That's really good. <laughs> and it's and it's not very purdy, it's if you know not, what I'm saying. It's not, <laughs> no. uh, yes, I mean, putting in like, you know, almost 1,800 total yards uh, this year and just really impressing on tape. There's no question in my mind that if Hall goes to a team, he will be their RB1. I think he could be the one running back in this class that could be a round one pick. If there is one, it could be him. If not, he will definitely be picked in the second round. And if he goes to a spot... You know, there are some running back needy teams. And now I know there's a ton of running backs in the league, but there's a ton of wide receivers in the league, too. It's a we are in one of the deepest talent pools that we've ever seen in the NFL uh, at skill positions, except for maybe, well, even quarterbacks decently deep. But running back, wide receiver and tight end, like it's crazy deep out there. But I think a guy like Brees Hall can um, will have draft capital. He's got the college production. He can catch passes out of the backfield. 
and he scores a ton of touchdowns. It's what we want to see from a prospect coming out of college. So that's why I've got Hall as my RB1, and I'm happy to take him here at the 103. So I was watching tape on Hall the other day, and instantly when he broke a, a run, I'm like, there is somebody that he reminds me of. His running style and how he he runs. And I'm sitting here, and I just couldn't nail it. And I kept going back to the name. Now, a lot aren't going to like it, but he smashed at the end of the season, and it's Rashad Penny. Now, the reason is because Penny, when he breaks away, he doesn't look like he should be fast, but he is. And he's a, he's a, he's a bit of a thick boy. And that Brees Hall is a thicker running back. He 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 doesn't look like the ripped Barkley style or I mean, he's only listed at two two fifteen, I think. Six one, yeah, two fifteen. He's he's definitely a stocky, stockier type player. Okay. But yeah, that when I was watching him play, I'm like, God, that. It's it's Rashad Penny. He breaks these runs, and once he, I think I think he's got a little more wiggle than Penny, but that's that's what it reminds me of. And hey, Penny smashed end of season. He was a first early first round rookie pick for a reason. So that I mean, it could could work. So you're, out. So you're seeing a pinch of Penny, is what you're saying? Yes, fair enough. Bingo. And and we know that when whenever Penny enters a building, we get a dub in Fortnite. So that's true. I'm just trying to. <laughs> I'm just trying to just trying to line everything up here. Are we All supposed right. to draft Penny? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. All right, James. Well, who you got at the 104? The 104. I'm going to go back to wide receiver here. Um, I, I want to take a running back, but I think the wide receivers definitely have more longevity. And this well, guy, this I'm nicknaming him early. I'm calling him the Eiffel Tower. Mr. Drake London at a USC basketball background he reminds me of his last name's london i feel like there's an easier yeah. comp. the eiffel tower isn't that in paris yes <laughs> oh, could have yeah. called him big how would big you call bang. like big bang clock or something like uh yeah. big Drake? For the i don't know i, I big, Lon- big london big i thought london. london and i wasn't thinking you wrong know, paris country. campbell maybe you were just thinking of a different wide receiver it's fine oh well i gotta find another tower anyway uh drake london basketball tower background records, and a new globe yeah. <laughs> oh man. Hey, you ever Thanks. read a map? You're Geography is not my map. strong point. Apparently. You ever seen that GI Joe movie? Ah, oh, that wasn't but London. Wide receivers are. <laughs> this guy's a mix of Mike Evans or Mike Williams. Take your pick. Uh, he's got the NFL size, the speed. He plays at another level, breaking tackles after the catch. So he's... not Mike Evans. <laughs> no. I... Catch ball, he, he, he's down. an all-out go for it kind of player. Like you, you throw the ball out there. It doesn't matter. Like when I say Mike Williams, he'll do whatever it takes to catch that ball, especially when it comes to jump balls. Mike Evans top, uh, comp. He gets the separation away using his size and speed. Very, it's going to be very, very hard to stop, especially down the field. I think Drake London is definitely a winner, and he's you know he played with Amon Ross St. Brown a year prior and still had great, great stats. So, uh, yeah, Drake London, to me, I, I think 1,000 yards, seven touchdowns this past season with a not-so-good quarterback. I, I think uh, Drake London's going to be just fine in the NFL, and I'm taking him here at the 104. I like it. London, I, I, I'm starting to get scared a little bit by by – I definitely have receivers. to come up with another another yeah. nickname for him. Man. I, I mean, screwed T. that Higgins, up. Sorry, Drake. I, I think our Sega Whiteside has is, is tainted me forever. T, T. Higgins definitely helped out in his. And that's, I, I think Drake, he's a little, he's not as stiff. He's not as stiff as Higgins. 
for his size. Like Higgins isn't even that stiff, but Drake is very fluid and he's able to bend like uh almost like Brandon Marshall used to where you'd catch it and you're like, there's no way. Oh my God. How do you he break could, that? He could, yeah. he, could get, he could get small is what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and that's who he kind of reminds me of. So I, like if you take London, six five height, man, he's gonna be it's he's, jump ball city for him. Yeah, and, and his ankle's gonna be just fine. Now, I mean, you can't go wrong with any of the three receivers, really. So, uh yeah, I mean, I'm next, and I got two running backs I got to decide from, mm. and it's tough because I'm glad I, mean, of, I let you make the decision. I didn't one of them. Do it. I absolutely love <laughs> his running style, and I think that's what I'm gonna go with, and that. Is don't Kenneth Walker? I knew you were gonna say that. Damn it! Y'all don't Damn. say that. Kenneth Walker destroyed the Big Ten, and what Big Ten is known for is running and defense. And you know what? When you know you're the other team's gonna be running, you're gonna stack the boxes. You know what Kenneth Walker did? He ran through defenses like that guy runs so he's so quick. He he he's agile through the hole. And people are saying, oh, he can't Same. catch, he can't catch. You know what? When he, he was catch. when he was at Wake Forest, he could catch. He he caught just fine. You know what he did in Wake Forest? Uh, this is uh, thanks to Ray, Ray G, Ray Garvin. I listened to his prospect talk and all that. And he was even like, and I saw the same thing at Wake Forest. He he stood behind the line. Like, he didn't know wh- what to do. And they pretty much were like, hey, be Le'Veon Bell type runner. You know, at Michigan State, it was a sea hole, hit the hole, use your athleticism, and go. And that's what Kenneth Walker did. And you know what? He did very, very well. Kenneth Walker, I think, is going to be the first running back off the board in the NFL draft. Mm-hmm. And I think that will rise him above Spiller in rookie drafts. So this is probably where he'll go. I'm not sure on the pass catching. But you know what? If he is going to be a uh, like a Nick Chubb light type player, he's going to get a lot of rushes, a decent amount of touchdowns, and possibly get that pass catching. I'm okay with that, and he, he'll probably land around the the RB two range for his career, maybe low end RB one. And at this point, that's exactly what I'm looking for. Fair enough. Nice. So I am up at the 106, and uh, so this player is. He's an interesting one to me. I mean, there's a lot of players here that I that I like, but there's there's questions with a lot of them, right? We're, we're only at the 106, and we've already got questions, so that's fun. Um, not great, Bob. I, not great, Bob. Uh, so yeah. So the only thing that makes me it's the last name. Which tight end are you taking? That's the real I'm question. Not, I'm not. <laughs> One of my favorite college players of all time to watch, and I was a big fan when he got drafted by Buffalo was CJ Spiller. Oh yeah. CJ Spiller at Clemson was amazing. So now we see his brother at Texas A&M. He's coming into the league. Now he's had 3 They're years. Not, it's not his brother. It's not yes, related. It is. He is. He's not related at all. No, he is. I, I fact it checked it. He's got the same last I thought they thought he's they got were the brothers. Same last name. Yes. Yeah, so. I could have sworn they were brothers. Tyler's so Cameron at him Harris. Right now. I don't think he's not, related not to brother. Damian Harris. <laughs> all right i'll go delete myself then i'll take the l on that one i thought they were brothers anywho it's the last name still rings bells and not positive ones for me because i love cj spiller i had him on a lot of my early dynasty teams and he had that one elite year and i drafted him in redraft in the first round in the top 10 and he literally shat on his pants the whole season he had one good year 
being the most amazing college running back or one of the most amazing college no relations all right that sounds like tyler's household no relations (laughs) (laughs) yeah i gotta snap back you know uh so yeah isaiah spiller you know he's got a good college profile you know junior he's got two thousand yard seasons close on another one multiple touchdowns the receiving game i don't really have too many questions about i just don't know that he's I think he's going to end up being a committee guy that could be the number one. Does that make sense? Yes. 100%. Doug, I'll jump in here with you. Sure. Go ahead. Cause what I saw on film was that he does have the, the pass catching capability and mm-hmm. that's what he was mainly used for, for that separation to be down there on third down. He kind of reminds me of like a Darrell Henderson type player or a Devin Singletary. They have the ability to catch the ball, but they don't have the ability to break away and, and, really set up big playmaker type plays. And, and I don't think I, Isaiah spit like Kenneth Walker was my number so, two. So, so I think Tyler hit the nail on the uh, head. Kenneth I'm, Walker I'm is uh, Antoine Walker's brother, I think. <laughs> so uh, James going to, going to what you're saying, Ray also has a quote where it's something along the line of you can be a back that can catch the ball or you can be utilized as a weapon. Correct. in the in the backfield so there's the the two differences like you can catch or you are actually or you can utilized. be austin eckler yeah. maybe like a james white i could see isaiah spiller getting into like a james white type role no way just catching the ball just <laughs> no. catching the ball he's not breaking away james white's so good no so spiller is more 10 years from now he'll be, he'll be spiller is a very good runner like that's yeah. the thing his, his feet are super quick he he's quick in the hole he's decisive and he, he's very smart with running lanes. If one isn't one isn't progressing right, he's very smart at seeing another lane opening up and hitting it before or right when it is. So that's I think his vision is very underrated and he's super young. Like he is 20 and he will be just around 21 when the NFL game starts. So those Javante Williams vibes. He was very young last year. I could see like Javante was angry at running yeah yeah spiller spiller is so smooth Uh, he's different i don't think there's really a comp i have for him right now he's just yeah he's he's gonna be a difference maker i agree so now we're up to james at the 107 lucky number seven now now that uh everything's slowing down a little bit you know like uh, i'm gonna jump on kyron williams talk about a ball catcher and breakaway ability I have him. I like him a little bit more than Spiller, believe it or not. He is 23 years old, which, you know, he'll probably be 24. In so mid-season. he's got two years left. He's got two years left. <laughs> but R. R. he does have consecutive 1,000 yards, 1,000 yard games. Definitely catches the ball out of the backfield, can turn it upfield, is a playmaker, creates separation. I think he could be one of those guys that are, are kind of like a sleeping action. Like what, what pick are we sleeping on the one Oh seven? Yeah. Sleeping action. action. Ex- explain yeah, he's going to fall. Me. He's going to fall in it's a like lot an of action figure drafts. feature sleep. Now is sleeping I, action. I think he's going to fall a little bit more, or <laughs> he could be the guy that actually picks up speed and, and draft capital in the combine. And, and this is one of the guys that I'm really going to be focusing on this, this upcoming weekend because he does have the ability to be that full package. Uh, not He can catch the ball and run through the tackles, has a great out route that he can he can run. I'm, I'm loving it. I'm loving missing the Kyra. biggest, biggest thing about him. What's that? His pass protection is insanely good. Oh, well. 
he then, is yeah. the best pass blocking back in the in the whole entire group. And the only issue is he's going to be 195. He's a little small. 200. But I like but, the small guys. I'm a small guy myself. But he <laughs> just a little he, tiny guy. He himself reminds me of like a kind of um say it. Say it. I, he like Are you going to say is, Dobbins? He's he's not, he's not Dobbins? No, Dobbins is stronger. Okay. But Kyron to me is if he gets anything in the open field, he has a chance to take it. Like he you gone. saw all you saw at Notre Dame was 78 yard rush, yep. a, a 90 yard. Like he was explosive in Notre Dame. And yeah, he's, he's definitely going to be somebody who gets utilized as a pass catching back. If you're talking about James white, this could be James white. Like that's the type of player Kyron could be. And, and he's going to be a steal in super flex leagues as well. He'll, yeah, he'll he's be going to be one of those be, guys that drops into the second round. He'll probably. be 202, 201, and you are just going to smash it. But the struggle is going to be there in super he'll flex. Be the, is, he's not going to be the Keyshawn Vaughn and Trey Sermon of the last he, years. He <laughs> could be, he could be the one where you take and you didn't take that quarterback. And you're like, I, I should have went with what I always should do and take that quarterback. But in, in non super flex, he's going to be a great late first selection. I like it. We go On to, to me, we go eh? to Tyler. Oh, yeah, back to Tyler. Uh, for me, this is pretty easy, and uh, I'm gonna take George Pickens. <laughs> <laughs> I heard uh, he was the son of Carl Pickens. Is that correct? I mean, <laughs> you might be right. No, George Pickens, huge guy, big recruit. He had a an ACL injury, which hey, you know what. ACLs aren't what they used to be. I'm not too worried about Pickens. But you know what? At this Pickens, I'm very happy to take him. So for me, George Pickens, late first rounder, big tall receiver. If you miss out on Drake London, I am going to be ecstatic to get Pickens later on. My sister made a comment, uh, where's the Batman mask? So my son got a Batman mask from a card for his birthday. And she told me I should wear it. <laughs> and yeah, I I mean, it, it's where's it at? I'm not fighting crime right now. I can't do it. I'm just Bruce Wayne. So uh, for, Debatable. for me, for me <laughs> not handsome enough. I, I'm not that rich. <laughs> that too. <laughs> uh, for me, Pickens this late, he's going to be an earlier draft pick in the NFL than people think. He's going to be a second rounder. I think the ACL is just fine. He came back. He played in that championship game. He had a couple, he had a big catch and, and another kind of screen type catch, but he's explosive and he's, he's going to be somebody that is going to be slept on or forgotten about. And you know what? There's another player that we'll probably talk about in the second round that you just shouldn't forget about these big time recruits and big time players. And then they had an injury happen. So it's kind of the forgotten guy. Mm-hmm. And honestly, if he was healthy this season with how good that team played and Bennett played at quarterback, I would not be shocked to see Pickens actually in the top five in a in a single quarterback league. I like it. All right, that's to me with the 109 now. Uh, I, you know, this pick's pretty easy for me on this one. I, I don't know who he's the brother of um, or sister <laughs> of for that matter. Uh, Javante. I, <laughs> I, uh, I like David Bell a lot. I think he's going to be the guy in this draft that isn't, super sexy Le'Veon, but yes but um <laughs> it was right there man you should have just said that one. i thought i thought it. i was i wanted you guys to chip in and contribute so uh, yeah i like david bell a lot you know the, 
the thing with Bell, he had four he had four games of double digit receptions. 93 receptions this year, 1,300 yards, six touchdowns. Now, the touchdowns weren't great, but Purdue's offense wasn't anything to, like, write home about. But in the in the game against Iowa, when they were number two in the country, 11 receptions, 240 yards. I don't think David Bell is going to test crazy. No. Um, but neither did guys like Keenan Allen. Like, I think he's just going to be a rock-solid rookie pick that people will – not go with because they'll be like, I like the upside of insert Alabama receiver or insert other Ohio state receiver here. And David Bell is just going to be like, all right, I'll catch 80 balls a year for a thousand yards and five or six touchdowns. And we have to remember that's okay in your rookie draft. And he can progress. Like he can get better. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and especially if he lands in a really good spot with a talented quarterback, like he's not going to be the sexiest pick, but at one Oh nine, in a rookie draft, if I can have a, a low-end, back-end wide receiver, too, with some maybe some upside in his career, there is absolutely nothing wrong with that. Because I know I've made some really dumb picks this part of the draft. Samaje Pirine at 109, you know, Ooh. a handful of years ago. I was a big Pirine guy. I missed out on Alvin Kamara on that draft. I'm still bitter about it. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, so David Bell is, is a guy that I like a lot that I just – I'll probably be able to get a little bit later – but I like him here just because he is absolutely rock solid. One of the, I think one of the safest bets at wide receiver in this draft. Yeah. And, and if he, if he goes to the combine this week and smashes, he's going to be a first round pick. Cause it's tape is very good, especially being at Purdue. He's a really and, nice route and runner. being with Rondell Moore. Like people were like, Oh, Rondell Moore's good. And everybody, there was a lot of people saying, Hey, you like Rondell Moore. Wait till bell comes out next wheel next year and he could be the better wide receiver prospect that we should be talking about i agree james 110 all right so i might be jumping the gun a little bit but i i want to take the opportunity to talk about uh malik willis a little bit from liberty transferred from auburn his junior year and then just set the world on fire especially this past year 40 touchdowns I mean, I wish he was a little bit bigger. 215 at 6'1 is a little scary. I mean, but he's speedy. He's elusive. Uh, you you see that RPO system working in his favor all the time, kind of like a Lamar Jackson type quarterback. He has a pretty big arm. Um, the 12 interceptions in his senior in his uh last year of college is a little concerning, uh, especially in his conference, but He's been called a team leader amongst his peers. I, I think Willis has the opportunity to really be a first-year starter, depending on landing spot, obviously. And he seems to be grabbing the the bull by the horn, so to speak. And he may be the first quarterback off the board in the draft. It's a metaphor. But it actually happened. <laughs> Dodgeball. <laughs> All right. For me, this is a slam dunk pick. And it's Jameson Williams. I, I mean... That. Uh, he's related to Jameson whiskey. So that's a place (laughs) to get you drunk. Oh man. Jameson Williams. He had the ACL late, late, late in the year. He should be ready to go by. I I wouldn't be shocked by week four, the way we see ACLs now, like sooner or later, it's gonna be like, Oh, he's got a three week ACL injury. (laughs) He'll be back. Uh, but no, for me, the ACL doesn't worry me as much. And he is fast. He is a difference maker fast. Not only that, 
He is a good route runner. He was a very high recruit going to Ohio State. Guess what happened? He realized that that whole receiving room is insane. Like, hey, this is this is a good receiving room. There's some rumors he didn't really blend well with that offense. He transferred to Alabama and became the star. Everybody thought it was going to be Mechie. Everybody thought it was going to be some other young freshman coming in. No, it was Jameson Williams, a transfer, and he came in and was the dude. He was a difference maker. He was destroying before he got hurt. He was in due for a big game. He was probably the first receiver taken out of this draft in the NFL. And if if so, I think he could be that that guy that slides into the top six of this draft. He is very talented. He's not Henry Ruggs. He's a better player than Ruggs. He <laughs> is, he's not. He's very fast. He, he's not. He's not sliding fast receiver comp. To me, he's Will Fuller, but healthy. Like Will Fuller is a great for the receiver. first year anyway. Will Fuller is a great receiver. When he was healthy, he destroyed. Like he was very good, and that's what Jamison Williams can be. He could be what we all wanted, what I wanted Will Fuller to be in his career. And if so, you've got a dynamic wide receiver one that could win you weeks. So, and, and that's what I'm looking for at the end of a first. I like it. I'm going to wrap up our first round. Uh, so, if this player declared. Last year, he would have been a first round pick and everyone was surprised when he went back to school because Ohio State was in the championship of the final four and he showed out. And in 2020, he only had 50 receptions for 729 yards and seven touchdowns. But it seems to me like Chris Olave's stock has actually gone down Mm -hmm. from 2020 to 2021. And in 2021, he almost doubled his touchdowns with 13. He had almost a thousand yards on 65 receptions. Uh, so at the end of the first round to get a guy like Chris Olave, who I think could still be a first round talent in the NFL draft. Uh, I think he needs to work on a little bit of his physicality and he needs to bulk up a little bit. Um, I think he's a little slight. It, he can do it at Ohio state because there's a lot of talent around him. But I think if he wants to succeed at the NFL level, he needs to add a little bit of strength and a little bit of size. Um, but I mean, he's buttery smooth. He can get open. He can create separation. You know, he's got he's got strong hands on press corners. He needs a little bit stronger hands when it comes to catching. Like I feel like it, it's if it's a contested catch situation, like uh, you know, it's a, it's kind of a coin toss where I'd like to see his hands be a little stronger in those situations. But Chris Olave to Grab me, my strong hand, <laughs> my strong hand. I think Chris Olave. It's, it's just weird to me that in 2020, like he was so buzzy, and. In 2021, he had a better season, and the buzz isn't as strong. It's just kind of weird to me. And maybe it's just because he was in the national spotlight with Trey Sermon, who got extra buzz because of how he performed. Um, So for me, getting Olave at the end of the first round is a pretty easy choice here. What do you guys think? I'm not complaining about that. If I get Chris Olave at the 112, I'm I'm happy with that. Yeah, Yeah, I'm actually off of him. I I see See, a lot of... Stock moves down. I see a lot of Devin Smith for everybody who reminds like, knows that name. Ohio State fame. He Devin flashed Smith. for the Jets once. Once he flashed, but he was very he he, he had weird he, injuries though, didn't he? Yeah, 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 very weird injuries. For me, he's just. I mean, when he caught the ball, I was like, okay, he's pretty good. Then you saw Wilson catch the ball and be like, yeah, that's a different type of player. I mean, we're also uh, talking about Wilson was our what one hundred two. Yeah, and also. Jackson Smith, Nagiba, Nagiba, Njoku. No, uh, the wide receiver, the actual like 
dominant wide receiver one for this Ohio State team. That's next year, and he's better than Wilson and Olave, maybe put together. Like he's that good. He is he's gonna be super good. And yeah, I just there's something about Olave I that just throws me off. And I think he's gonna be my uh one of my because his name looks like Olave. I'm just not a fan of olives. All olives matter. I don't know if you knew that. Yes. (laughs) Olave. I could have made a million dollars on that shirt and I missed opportunity. You did. You could have you could have been Batman. I blame CJ Spiller and his brother Isaiah. <laughs> well, uh, their families so, cursed me. So, so, so Doug, we're gonna keep I, I talking wanna, about brothers because I got I, the next one. I do want to give Doug a rebuttal. Uh, a friend of ours, Al, we were talking about um DD Westbrook, and he's like, Yeah, DD, you know, is when he's coming in as a rookie. And we sit there and he goes, Yeah, DD Westbrook, the Russell Westbrook's uh brother. And I go, Wait, what? And Brian he goes, Westbrook. Yeah, Brian Westbrook. And I and I go, no, it's not. And then I show him a picture of his actual brother, and he goes, "Yeah, that's not him." So you're not the only one to make those mistakes. There's there it it's thousands of times in America a day it happens. A day. I just I just googled it. It's and for com- very cents, common. And for ten cents, you can you can stop that by calling this number. <laughs> oh my gosh! You. Cue the Sarah McLaughlin. Oh gosh! Kill the Sarah McLaughlin. Uh, actually. This would be a good time to, uh, you know, we're, we're taking a round break and I want to talk about our friends at dynasty nerds. Now nerds, nerds. dynasty nerds. Uh, if you guys don't know about them, how do you guys know about us? I mean, that's pretty much the, the yeah. talk. Rich is a fantastic guy. We are at a party of his, but you know what? I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about dynastynerds.com. You go there. And you use code DHH for 15% off any of the subscriptions they have. You get a trade tool, extra nerd herd episode, prospect film room, which I love using. That's what I use to watch to watch any prospect, even 2023 prospects. And of course, you get the Dynasty GM tool, which in my mind is one of the most addicting tools. It shows all your league mates lined up and how better their team is based off of player value. And then you sit there and you're like, oh, I'm seventh. And Doug's fifth? No, not today. I'm making <laughs> trades to get up to that five. And you know what? It, it It's kind of addicting. So go on. Go to DynastyNerds.com. Go sign up for that uh, Nerd Herd. Get that extra episode and use code DHH for 15% off. Love it. James, kick off round dose. All right. You guys want more? Because I definitely do. DJ Moore's brother, Sky Moore. Uh, nice. Is he no. from Chicago? He plays for the WNBA, I believe. The uh, Chicago Sky. Uh, maybe, maybe. Uh, d- is no, he part of Paw Patrol? I, <laughs> first oh, name man. relation. Could Sky. Be. Yeah, maybe. Hey. Put him in pink. See how he goes. Um, out of Western <laughs> Michigan, five ten one ninety five. In October, he'll probably be wearing some pink. Yeah, maybe. Or uh, yeah, practice jersey, perhaps. No, uh, I I liked Sky Moore's film. He seems to be that stereotypical uh, slot wide receiver, but he didn't play like a, a slot wide receiver. He was able to be used on out routes, post routes. He just seemed to be able to get the ball no matter who, how he got it. He was great. Great concentration uh, when the ball was thrown to him. He's got solid hands, especially in traffic. Like if you threw this the ball to him in traffic, that's where I was like, oh, wow. Okay, he held on to that. Similar to like a Jacoby Myers type 
situation where you just throw it to him and he caught it. Um, not too much other, not too much separation otherwise. And that's why I have him. I have him listed right ahead of Chris Olave. He's my uh, wide receiver five. And it's to start off the second round, I don't have a problem taking Sky Moore here. Nice. The sky's the limit. Sky is the limit and more. So Tyler, who you got at the 202? So there's a lot of receivers later on this draft. So I'm going to go with one of my favorite running backs, and that's James Cook. You know well, yes! who is his brother? You know who is his brother? <laughs> Jared Cook. <laughs> right? It's Jared Cook, right? Oh, God. I know you're joking because we both love Dalvin Cook. Is it Case Cookus? <laughs> it's, it's the Cook who was quarterback for Michigan State. Remember him? Connor he, Cook. Connor Cook. <laughs> got it. Got oh, it. Oh, man. Too many cooks in the kitchen already. Too many uh, cooks. No. Classic viral video, buddy. No. Uh, James Cook, phenomenal pass catcher. I I actually, in one of my campus to Canton leagues uh, that I used to be a part of, and Pigs 3, which team I got rid of. But I have him in Pigs 2, Doug. Woo. Nice. I am all about James Cook. He may, He's going to be on the slender side. If you miss out on Kyron Williams, he's a perfect backup plan because that is the type of player he is he's very quick he's subtle he runs like his brother you watch him on tape he's thinner but he runs like that like he he could find a hole about one foot and he's sliding through that thing and then taking off yes he goes down usually off uh, on first contact he could get better at that with some training but his pass catching is where it's at the guy is a great pass catcher he came out in high school as a third down back. That's what his whole entire thing was. It wasn't a running back. It was a pass catching back. And that's how he came out of high school. It's what he's known for. In my opinion, he should be used as like a slot receiver running back style. New England would love this kid to be the the next James White. He'd be perfect. James Cook. I know this is probably a little early for a lot of people, but I'm going to go get my guy. And uh, I knew Doug was probably sniffing him out a little, little sooner as well. Yeah, I smelt something coming out of the kitchen. Someone was cooking, and I was like, God damn it, Tyler beat me. The the hungry man beat me to the kitchen. So what can I say? We did uh, talk but, about how I need to lose weight. <laughs> all right, I know. I'm still upset at James Cook for de- decommitting from Florida State, by the way, but I'll get over it because uh, that would have been awesome because they needed playmakers, and he probably would have had a better profile instead of being buried at Georgia, but whatever. Uh, I'm going to go here at the 203 just because the NFL is super trendy and I see a player that I think can be used like a he's now I'm not saying this as he's the same player, but if this player lands in a spot with a creative play caller, uh, I think Wandale 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 Robinson, um, it gives me a little bit. He can be utilized like a Debo Samuel. I think he's 5'11, 185. I think he's got the versatility. He's super shifty, not Kadarius yeah. Tony shifty. Um, which is on another level. He's swifty. He's, he's getting swifty. Um, but he could definitely be a gadget guy, and I think that he could he could make some noise. And this one's kind of a little bit of landing spot dependent. If he goes to a team that just doesn't have a creative play caller, then that team drafted wrong to begin with. But uh, if he goes to someone, I'm trying to think like other than the Niners, obviously there's lots of good offensive coordinators out yeah. there and especially some new head coaches that are hell um, Atlanta could use him. And I think, yeah. I think Arthur Smith is kind of smart to the point where he should be able to use him. I mean, he used Cordell Patterson the right yeah. way. So, I mean, he's not fake smart like Cliff Kingsbury. So like whatever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> stupid. 
<laughs> or even Kev, or even Kevin O'Connell in Minnesota. Yeah, like, yeah. That could be a, that could be fun. They they say they're going to run less, so maybe they get a guy that they can be versatile. They see the the success that Debo had. Um, but yeah, so I like Wandale Wand, here at the uh, at the at the two hundred three. I could definitely see him going later in the second if he goes to a team where you're just like they're not going to use him right. Kind of like how Jacksonville used Lavisca last year. Yeah. Hopefully. With Doug Peterson, Doug Peterson says, oh, we got this kid that can do a lot of the same things. And he's kind of built like a Debo Samuel. He plays kind of angry like Debo. And that's one thing I like about Wandale is that he has that like physicality and a little bit of a mean streak to him. And you notice it with players like Debo, like, man, he just he just plays like he's king shit and like no one's going to take him down. Uh, so yeah, so I, you know, this is a guy that I like, and I, like I said, I could totally see it being later in the second round as we, as we actually get through the draft, but I think he'll test pretty well. Um, and he'll start to get on people's, um, radar a little bit more than he has James 204. Oh man, do I have to? Oh no, I definitely will. I Sorry. mean, you have to. Yes. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, obligated. Anyway. I'm going to jump out of sorts here. I'm going to break the trend. Uh, I know it's not super flex, but this quarterback, and I know Tyler will probably disagree with me because there's a couple of players that he likes ahead of this guy. Coral. Coral. No, it's not Coral. Uh, I'm not <laughs> on that bandwagon for Coral. I'm a little, hey, me neither. Little, We're on the same page. I'm a little nervous with, with the leg injury there. God, I am going to mention Desmond Ritter. Oh. All right. Uh, yeah, you say, <laughs> uh yeah, see, I knew you. I knew you. I knew always, always. Well, good. It maybe, uh, maybe you can have I think a he's uh, he's Desmond Howard's cousin, I believe. <laughs> I mean, he's the Riddler's cousin. You, you think about it. Everybody was like, "Oh, Lamar Jackson, Cincinnati, blah 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 blah." Uh, I think the RPO is definitely in his wheelhouse. He's got a great long ball, and he's very, very hard to take down in the backfield. We always see the NFL constantly evolving. Alabama would like your attention, sir. Alabama, the defense of Alabama, bringing them down looked quite easy for them. Uh, (laughs) Well, you know, every dog has their day. I mean, Alabama's defense has the best player in college football. So I love how I'm in the middle of my take and then you just you just come in and pounce on me, man. I I, I run. I I do I do a drive by slap quick and then I run. (laughs) You know what, though? everybody's going to get tackled sometimes it was Cincinnati versus Alabama if that's how you want to talk about it because the offensive line is not that good but think of him on a on a better offensive line team maybe he does something I don't say he goes in the first round he's not going to go in this first round you can see him as a second round kind of guy day two kind of guy perhaps but he does have a lot of rushing upside and if we learned anything out of rushing quarterbacks, they do hold fantasy value. So I'm looking to, to scoop him up in the second round and just stash him on my taxi slot. That's the way it's going to be. I think he does have breakout potential. And it, to get him in the second round, I'm all about it. I'm all, all right. for staying for you, guy. I like that. Stand by you. Which is man. why I'm going Justin Ross with my next pick. Oh, nice. Remember I, he, him. Was on my, he was on my radar. Yeah, remember remember him. Let me uh, take he's you John back. Ross's nephew. <laughs> oh God, I hope not. Oh man. <laughs> Ew. Sub four three, baby. He's uh, Jim Ross's nephew. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> and and that's how he played. He was a dynamic player before his neck injury. He's amazing. You go back and his freshman year when him and Trevor Lawrence were at the 
top of their games. Everybody was saying he's Julio Jones. He's the next guy. He's the guy that's going to come into the NFL and burn the world. And he got hurt. And he, you know, it, it took him a while. It was a neck injury. It was kind of what Mike Williams had. And that's who I feel like he could have as a career. He's not going to be this crazy high prospect like we all thought and hoped he was going to be, which is sad because he was going to be so good. He had one-handed grabs in his freshman year. But you know what? He came back. Even the coaches were like, it's crazy that this kid is back playing football again. And his his name's starting to grow some hype. And his name started to catch fire. I think he could be a third, maybe even a late second-round pick depending on how he tests at the combine and how his neck injury pans out because the athleticism is there. The profiles there. All he needs to do is show he's healthy and he's back at hundred percent. And I think this guy can smash Keen Allen third round pick when he was drafted. Let's not forget about that because he had injury history and, and the he PGs took Malcolm Mitchell instead. I'm not. <laughs> and, and you know what? Injuries. People get too caught up on that, and if he's healthy, Mike Williams was the seventh overall pick in his draft. I think Ross is going to be just fine, like I said, if that injury history is not a problem. But for me, I'm going to go on what I know he can be from his freshman year if he's at 100%, and that's a dynamic receiver. And in the second round, that's the chance I'm willing to take. All right. I like it. All right, so I'm up at the 206, and I'm going to give a shout-out to Dynasty Nerds. We plugged them earlier. Um, as I'm looking at players in this area, I think there's another running back here that is, again, not super sexy, kind of like David Bell, but played for uh, a really good college team that has a history of pumping out really good running Are you backs. talking about really national good... championship college team? I'm not trying to give you. <laughs> uh, he runs with power. He is upright AF, okay? But we know that that can work at the next level. He does seek out contact, so I'm a little concerned that he's going to need to change a little bit. But I like the way that he runs. Over 200 yards against Cincinnati. Led the team in rushing. 1,400 yards. Had 20-plus receptions out of the backfield. Why aren't more people on Brian Robinson Jr. Damn it. Out, of, out of Alabama? Because to me, I, I look at the profile 6'1", 228. And I'm reading the profile. I read the profile on Dynasty Nerds from Matthew Mitchell. So shout out to you um, for your profile on Brian Robinson, which includes some highlights, some tape. You know, he talks about his feet. He's got active feet. He's pushing the pile forward. There's a lot to like about Brian Robinson. Again, he doesn't have home run speed so that he's not sexy. But put him in an offense where he's the first two down guy. And then maybe that you have a great third down running back. So, like, think if uh, Brian Robinson, who's a team that, could benefit from him. I don't know, like the Los Angeles Chargers, who Matt in his article said, like, yeah, pair him with Austin Eckler. That could be a great fit. Yeah. Um, or he's in a committee and the third down back gets hurt. He has the ability to carry the ball 20 plus times and do that job. And and let's be honest, at running back, that's part of the equation nowadays is injuries happen. We see it every single year of guys go down, guys come out of nowhere and contribute for you. And I think Robinson could have some decent draft capital because he is an Alabama product. We looked Build at guys like bowl. Yeah, we looked at guys like Damian Harris was an Alabama led the team in rushing at Alabama and obviously didn't have an opportunity in his first year or two, but then this year has 14 touchdowns and is an, a solid RB2 in fantasy football. So I think Brian Robinson has a little bit more ceiling 
than even Damian Harris. So getting him in the mid to back half of the second round to me is a bit of a head scratcher because I really like this kid. James, you seem to like him because you're on the same wavelength here. Yeah, I was going to take him, actually. You know, right. He's, it's right there. It's it's the it's the school. It's the the pedigree of player with that comes with that school. Big high school little, recruit. Little concerning that, you know, he waited. He had to wait his turn all the way so through. Did didn't really get didn't really get a, a big boost until his last he's year. behind Najee. I mean, what are you going to yeah, do? Yeah, like, hey, exactly. But, you know, if he's better, who knows? Um, And which leads me to to bring out someone that was on my list last year that went back to school was uh, Tyler Algier from BYU. Now, my brother, five. Yeah. Tyler's brother. (laughs) I believe Uh, he's from Algiers actually. Yeah. 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 Uh, Five eleven two twenty, consecutive over, over a thousand yards. I think it was like 1100 is, is one year. And then 1600 is the final year in college. He's a bulldozer. The guy gets the job done. Give it to him on the goal line. Boom. He's going to knock you over. He's a patient runner. He knows how to hit his holes and he can pass catch. I want to see what he could do on the blocking scheme more, a little bit more. Cause you know, BYO. Yeah. Just boop or <laughs> grab it and run. Um, but yeah, later in the second round, I don't have a problem taking a shot on Tyler. Ajir. Uh, I think he definitely gets picked up in the draft, probably a third day, uh, third round kind of running back. All right, I'm going to go next, and I'm going to stick with the running back position, and I'm going to go over Cod White out of Arizona State, former linebacker. So he he kind of knows the the ins and out of running between the tackles, but what he's known for is his pass catching. He's smooth out of the backfield. And in my opinion, a lot of people like David Johnson. That's who he kind of reminds me of, like the same size. He's around 6'1", 6'2", 215, 220. He's, he's a bigger guy. Uh, for me, I, I think he could be a sleeper, especially if he's going to end up here. I don't think he's going to, I think he's going to go way earlier than a lot of people think. And if he's an early second, late first, I'm not going to touch him, but if he's around this area and drafts, that's about the sweet spot. Kind of where David Johnson went. I mean, David Johnson was a late second, early third shot in the dark. Uh, I mean, we're we're talking about somebody who is around the same age David Johnson was, uh, around the same size, two ten. David Johnson was probably a little bigger, probably a little more athletic, but he's the same type of pass catcher. In my opinion, in, in today's NFL, he he's a he's a good running back for for a lot of teams who needs a pass catcher, and he could grow into more. In this area, I'm okay with it, but DLF has him at 13 overall in non superflex, so. That's probably a little too high for me, but the slide needed to end. I'd rather have James Cook in front of him because I think he's more dynamic, which is probably a hot take in the in the community. But for me, this is a perfect spot for White. I like it. All right, I'm coming up with what are we up to 209 now? And I'm gonna give you the first lunch pail guy. He yeah, this is the, the classic Tyler, right? It's the guy that's gonna come Bobby Woodhead. Bobby Danny Woodhead? <laughs> Um, you know, he's, he's going to join a team and work his ass off. Kind of like, uh, we've seen in the past, a guy like Julian Edelman, Hunter Renfro guys that just come in, they get it, they work hard and they become successful because of their work ethic and their, you know, their great teammates. I think it's Christian Watson out of North Dakota state. You know, I, you, you look at the competition now. I know that North Dakota state is 
you know, they win the championship every year. You know, we saw Carson Wentz and Trey Lance come from there, but not really much else in terms of um, NFL prospects, right? But I think Christian Watson could change that. He's six foot five. He's really tall, 205. So he's a little slender. I'd like to see him bulk up a little bit. Um, but it reminds me of a, of a player, if he gets drafted in the third or fourth round, that could have some upside that you draft and uh, ends up being a really good player in the league. And at the end of the second round, especially at the 209, I think he's, uh, this seems to be a theme with me. He's super solid, but I think there is some ceiling there too, um, because the way that he can run routes and uh, the way that he produced in college. So Christian Watson to me is a very intriguing player. And uh, I like him this late in the draft. Um, You know, he's an all American first team. He went to the senior bowl. He looked pretty good there. He, he, yeah. So he killed at the senior bowl. Yeah. He looked really good there. I, you know, it's, it's one of those things with him. I mean, if you look at some of his games, he only had one, uh, 200 yard games, seven touchdowns. So it's not like he blew people away. I just think that there's something about him as a player that he's going to be one of those guys that'll be, that'll work his ass off. Like we talked about, even like a Keenan Allen who just works on running routes and works on his hands and he's, and he's solid, solid, solid. And I'll take that out of a guy like Christian Watson here at the 209. I think he's a fun wild card. Very nice. Nicely done. This is my last pick, huh? And I'm I'm yeah. stuck, man. I, I I don't I don't really want to have a late second rounder in um, 2022. Uh it doesn't look great. Uh unless it's super flex. Sure. And you know, I'm gonna spoil the 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 pie here and and take another quarterback because I'm like I'm out of options really. I don't no, really I, I love this. No, I, the strategy for this, I'm sorry to cut you off again. The strategy is if you hit on the quarterback here and he ends up a top 10, your value doubles or triples. Like you you hit on value. Quarterback is an important position no matter what. And if you've got a star at quarterback and you got him in the late second, like a Herbert back in the day, I got him at 301 in a I single tried to trade. I tried to trade back up in a single quarterback league to get Herbert and I couldn't. Yeah, I, I got so him mad. at 301 and you know what? Everybody wants him and I could get a bunch for him. So yeah, James is in the right area here. Um, so we we have Malik Willis off the board. We have Desmond Ritter off the board. Correct? Is that the only two? That is correct. All yours. <laughs> All right. Well, throw the guy in from North Carolina, Sam Howell. Uh, Tyler, you and I talked about him a little bit pre-show, and there's a lot of para- there's a wide parameter of uh, possibilities for Howell, but I think he does get his shot. Six one two twenty. He can run and pass. But most importantly, he looks to pass first. He keeps his head downfield. And only nine interceptions with 35 total touchdowns. He could be the full package. He definitely could wind up going late first round. Uh, There are some teams out there that need a quarterback, and he has definitely been proven. I know we had a little bit of a slump with losing a lot of those playmakers in North Carolina from the 2020 season. But I think he makes up for it in the NFL. Uh, definitely good p- draft pedigree. And I'll take a shot at Sam Howell, especially with the parameters that we talked about. Tyler, what was that? It was uh, the floor of Baker Mayfield and the ceiling, ceiling of Russell of Wilson. Russell Wilson. Now, so I wide range, wide range of possibilities, yeah. like we said. But I mean, even if he lands somewhere in the middle, I'm okay with that. Maybe like a Kirk Cousins. Uh, or a Ryan Tannehill, I'm okay with that. I think he has that option. I think maybe Ryan Tannehill is actually a better comp altogether. I mean, he can run the ball when he needs to. He could definitely throw the ball and is accurate. Long ball looks good. Is very decisive with his passes. 
and he protects the football and that's what's going to get him on the NFL field. So yeah, I have some faith that Sam Howell in the back half of the second round. All right, Tyler, you're at the two eleven. Oh, I love that. And I want to go into depth about how much I really like Howell, but I will save it <laughs> for our, I think I know who you're picking. Save it post combine. Save it for post combine. Yes. Yeah. Now I've got two options here. I'm, I'm struggling big time to decide who I want. I love both players. But you know what? What value I'm going to get for a player if he hits, I'm going to go the running back. I mean, we all know running backs. If they hit, I'm going to go Zamir White out of Georgia. Nice. I'm going to I'm going to pair him with James Cook again. Why not? Hey. Zamir White was one of the highest rated running back prospects coming out in 24-7. He was a hot name. People are like, you know, this is the next guy. He, he could be what Leonard Fournette wanted, needed to be. He's around the same size, 6'1", 220. He's a big dude. Man, double ACLs, if I remember the injury injury history. I know one for sure, but I know there's an ACL or an ankle. Major injury flags. Possible. The Georgia running back thing, I guess. Yeah. I mean, but Nick Chubb came out, and he's he hasn't really? really had too many issues. But for me, Zamir White, for a running back, if he hits and gets, you know, first and second down type play, his value is going to skyrocket and it's going to be a first round pick. So for me, I'm going to go with the running back and the Georgia running back that has the recruiting stars, the the athleticism. Hopefully it's still there after injuries, but he showed up pretty well this season. And uh, yeah, they depended on him. He wasn't as explosive as we wished, but he still got it, I think, in his back pocket. All right. Well, I'm going to wrap us up, and it's going to be a very fitting player here because we all know I'm the tight end guy. Yeah, is, I was waiting for I left him there for you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, this is a this is a really nice, like, low-key tight end class. I don't think it's going to be, um, like, a 2017 or anything like that. But uh, So Trey McBride, 90 receptions, 1,100 yards, only a single touchdown. Danny McBride's brother. Yeah. Yeah, I love Pineapple Express. So, um, such a good movie. Uh, I haven't watched the, uh, what is the HBO one? The Righteous Brothers? Eastbound and oh, Righteous, no, I've watched Eastbound. Righteous Gemstones. I need to oh, it's that. funny. It's yeah, definitely funny. That. I recommend uh, it. Good so knee slapper. In 2020, only 22 receptions, but four touchdowns. Uh, 2019, four touchdowns on 45 receptions. 2021, one touchdown. I think a lot more people would be talking about Trey McBride if it was like, oh, he only scored one touchdown. But 90 receptions and 1,100 yards as a college tight end is pretty, pretty nice. He's the John Mackey Award winner. Reminds me a bit of a young Hunter Henry. Um, you know, Hunter Henry now is very different from the first couple of years of Hunter Henry yeah. when he was when he was more athletic. And I see some of that in Trey McBride. Um, you know, I think he's somewhere between a Hunter Henry and an Austin Hooper, if that makes sense. Fair um, enough. So you know, bad second contract. The, the second name you just said, I threw up in my mouth a little bit. <laughs> But we, but we remember that Austin Hooper was a tight end one in fantasy for a little bit, and then yeah. he got paid. And like, I mean, he slowed down too, and he was never really super athletic, but he's no. a solid player. It also um, makes sense, Doug, the way you said it. Austin Hooper um, was hyper targeted in Atlanta, right? Yeah, you yeah. can say that. Trey McBride was hyper targeted in Colorado State, and if it yep. does translate to the NFL, where he is the primary pass catching tight end, he's going to be. Very fantasy relevant and a good way to end the second round, I, I believe. Because if I would hit, love to see him in then... like Tennessee, because I thought Fursker was oh, yeah, going to be. Yeah, they definitely I, need a tight end. I thought Fursker <laughs> was going to be a guy, and I don't know what happened there. 
but um, they targeted Jeff Swaim and like uh, Michael Pruitt, I think. I don't even know anymore. Um, but I would love to see him, you know, land in a space, even like Jacksonville. Indianapolis. Like I know India, yeah, I mean, and, well, Kylan Granson, but but Dan Arnold is not like a, yeah. a spring chicken. But like yeah, if Trey McBride landed in a bunch of those spots, um, at the end of the second round, I think he's the clear-cut tight end one in this class, to me anyway. So taking him at the end of the second round, I'm perfectly good with. And in tight end premium leagues, I don't think you're going to have to really move much further up to get him either because tight end premium and super flexi leagues are usually married together. So I think you'll be able to get him end of second, early third round in those leagues too. So I like that a lot this year for him. Yeah, I put him anywhere between the 208 and the 212 usually. Yeah. Now, yeah, can I give I, the name I was debating on? Yeah, sure. Sure. John Mechie. Uh, I thought he, about him too. He was a name. Interesting. I, I have him in picks two. He's going to be a great wide receiver, wide receiver two for a team. Or is he's he going to be a slot guy? Do you think? Okay. I think he could play on the outside, but okay. for me, he he had a late ACL injury, a later one. I don't think it's going to be a big deal. Like I said, he's still super young. He is savvy, and, and savvy. I, honestly, I think he could be uh, a Gabe Davis type player. He he's faster than people think. He's savvy. He, he's going to be a later pick, maybe late day two, early day three. And I think people are going to sleep on him. So a third round pick for Mechie is exactly what I want. Because if he was healthy the whole season, he was giving Jameson Williams a run for his money. Yeah, I think he'd be more more mid to high second. Yeah, I got easily. one uh, honorable mention if you want to just come in here. I think it's going to be a sleeper. And Tyler, I mentioned this guy to you and you were like, who? And I'm like, yeah, Don Terrio Drummond uh, from Old Miss. Now, Andre Drummond's brother, Andre Drummond's brother. Good boxing out type receiver. Yeah, it's Will Drummond's brother. Um, I mean, I watched some film on Matt Coral from Ole Miss and I'm like, who is this guy catching the ball? And it's Don Terrio Drummond. Now, if he falls, and he most likely will fall into the third round, probably mid to third, mid third, maybe even the early fourth round of your fantasy, uh, your dynasty drafts, your rookie drafts. I like him as a as a dart throw. The guy has some skills. The he has the physique, and he's going to be my sleeper here this year. I'm going to you know watch more film on him, this? but I'm I'm on him. I'm on that drum. I'm banging people. the drumming. Dante Moncrief. <laughs> Somebody posted on Twitter, what was your worst fantasy take? And I, I said it was planting my flag on Moncrief and hanging oh. on to the flag for dear life. Tyler, mine was, we are, mine was we are, JJ, our Sega Whiteside. Oh, so the three of us are spooning on the Moncrief, our Thega Whiteside hill that we just died on. It, yeah. it is this volcanic, like volcanic molten. Oh, like, Drummond, like, Drummond is like not like pay. our Sega Whiteside. It's, it's got a little pay. bit more it's meat on the pay. bones. All right. Either that or we're just Icarus and we're just flying directly into the sun. So the volcano happened and I was about to hit the draft button on our Thigga White side in all my leagues. And then I was just turned to ash. (laughs) It was bad. Uh, I've got a name for you. Uh, My sleeper is Sincere McCormick. Just because he has a cool name. That's all. Yeah. Season it up. Sincerely McCormick. My name is Sincere McCormick. Yeah. Great. Great seasonings. Yeah. Great. That Montreal steak is... mm. All right, yeah. that's going to wrap us up this week. Tyler, don't interrupt me, please. And thank you in advance. Uh, so that's going to wrap us up. I want to thank our sponsors, Fantasy Points. I want to thank Trophy Smack. I want to thank Dynasty Nerds. Remember to use code DHH with Dynasty Nerds if you can. We also have some great swag. If you're looking for hats, sweatshirts, 
T-shirts, all very comfortable, all fit you really, really nicely, even fit better when we do this cleanse, right, boys? Oh, yeah. uh, go on Viridian Global. <laughs> check nice those cleanse. out. We've got lots of awesome things going on at the Dynasty Happy Hour. So thank you for listening. If you listen to us through Apple iTunes, uh, make sure you leave a review and a rating for us. It'll help us elevate us when people search Dynasty or Fantasy Football. So that would be much appreciated. And again, thanks for tuning in and joining us. We will be back next week. BBB back. It's Combine Week on the Dynasty Happy Hour. So it's going to be a fun one. We'll see you next week.